0: Masala Radio. You're tuned into Masala Radio. 98.7 FM. 24 7 Bollywood. It's so spicy.
2: Crime.
0: American
2: News Welcome back to Indo-American News radio everybody out there señores and señores señoritas and everyone else in between
3: señor señora and señorita
2: and all the muchachas mm. out there too we you know si, we're si, multilingual si, si. sounds like it <laughs> <laughs> when will spanish become si another I mean, Portuguese was a language in India for spoken for at least uh, some decades. Mm-hmm. Well, a few hundred years actually. In Goa, Daman, Diu, and Pondicherry, and Pondicherry, was yeah. French. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Fran- in Pondicherry, they still the word the name of the streets are still Rue so and so. Oh, okay. And they have the 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 police officers still have the pillbox hats.
4: Wow. So, I've never been to Pondicherry. Yeah. It's called
3: Puducherry now and yes. it's famous for Aurobindo Ashram. Aurobindo, so, yes. Yes. Aurobindo Ashram. I went there when I was a kid. We stayed in a little cottage. It's individual cottages. I went with my parents and the water used to come and, you know, just hit the cottage. It was like oh, yeah? right on the coast. It was so beautiful. And at Aurobindo Ashram, you have to do everything by yourself. You have to yes. pick, uh, pick up, clean your own dishes, everything. And it has a village. A pudicherry has a little tiny little spot where... There is no crime, so people
4: never, ever lock their doors, and it's famous for that. Wow. Yeah. yeah I've heard it's even, uh, even now it is pretty clean and organized and nice place to yeah, visit. Yeah,
5: yeah. It,
2: it is based along the lines of a com- commune. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's how it spread out. And there was a lot of French people who, yes, le- yes. who stayed there after independence and so on. And this, st- you know, they still have m- many, many multinationals yeah, there.
3: his uh, most... Uh, a well-known devotee was a French lady. So She's called Srima. Srima, yeah. right. Yeah. So uh,
2: for a lot of the Indians who are maybe uh, young Indians over here, they may not know that in India we had the Dutch at one point. Of course, I mentioned the French, the Portuguese. The Spanish never made it. Hmm. But, uh, of course, uh, the English, certainly. And... Uh, the Dutch left shortly after they arrived because they, were, they actually wanted to go to Indonesia where they uh-huh. set up everything.
4: Wondering so, if the Spaniards, even after 200 years, thought they got the real India in America. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
2: But, but many, 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 many centuries before, mm-hmm. St. Thomas came down to India.
4: Yes, to Chennai actually. To, ch-
2: to Chennai, or Sa- no, Cochin.
4: So there's a St Thomas Church in uh, Chennai as well.
2: But he actually la- landed south of Calicut. Oh, is he? Okay. Mm. Yeah, and because we had uh, Dr. J. Raman talk Correct. to us about that yeah, at one point. Yeah, he's
3: written about it, so it's all there. And and and,
2: and the Arab traders came too. So we had multilingual uh, languages, multiple yes. languages in India, and, and
3: f- from the north, like Alexander, and, you know, uh, yeah. then Hun Song, and then Marco Polo. So it's yeah, very very very. It's
4: amazing. A few months ago, I was just. Going through Google Maps and looking at the route that Alexander possibly took all the way to come to India, mm-hmm. and in those days, with literally nothing mm-hmm. for him and his army to even come all the way down there, it's an amazing. He achievement. he was
2: actually just south, just north of the Khyber Pass in the Hindukush Mountains, mm-hmm. right? And he his his troops mutinied; they did yeah. not want to go any further. Yeah. So cause it took them. Yeah, well, he's, uh, he was only what thirty-two when he died.
3: Yeah. I think Seleucus so. uh, married an Indian girl. I think right. Yeah.
2: So, they, but it took them so long to get all the way from Greece mm-hmm. down to to where they were. It was the trek, maybe five years or something uh, like that. So, yeah. marauding and killing and conquering.
4: But what impressed me more, Jawahar, was day to day. Right, we want a hot shower in the morning, a bed to sleep. You keep moving and have all those facilities and completely unknown terrain and keep the people together and come all the way down, that's just incredibly impressive in my mind.
5: Supply system logistics.
4: (laughs) I don't know how they did it. That's how they did it. And one more thing if I may jump in, Uh, I was in Spain earlier this year on five days vacation. We saw Columbus's tomb in uh-huh. Barcelona. Okay. Oh my God, what a grand way they have kept it in the middle of the church. A, yeah. pa- a dedicated spot just for Columbus.
2: Yeah, I was in Barcelona when I was 16 years old. Okay, and so, and you so I know. saw that. By the way, the voice that you're hearing is Sridhar uh, Kota. He, he, is, is he is
3: our guest host today. And Thank for you. the <laughs> next three Saturdays. Filling in for Pramod Kulkarni, who is vacationing with Jyoti in Bali, Bali, Bali. Bali. He, he'll be traveling quite a bit after that.
2: Actually, promote. Just boarded the plane, so probably he is not hearing this. But if he did hear it, you know, it'd be nice. But he's
3: very sweet, sweet enough to send, send us the uh, news l- all the news tidbits and all and the news lineup. I mean, the news. Right. Yes. The yeah, yeah, the, the news, news roundup. roundup rather. Yeah.
2: Uh, which Sridhar will be uh, doing, right, doing after right after? I do the lineup, and she is doing the lineup.
3: All right, folks. So today, as you just heard in our first hour of the Unplugged session of, I think I know this. We had Dr. Manish Wani of the Eternal Gandhi Museum, and we uh, we were privileged to have him. Uh, you know, bring along his wife Jigisha, and his son Neil, and it was a very very closely fought contest. So we really enjoyed it, and. Uh, congratulations to Jigisha, she won and she got a nice little gift card Macy's gift card So now coming to the main section of our program, today is Saturday, August 19th and you are listening to Indo-American News Radio and uh, we are here every Saturday from uh, 4 to 6 p.m. The main section of our program, you're listening to us either on www.indoamerican-news.com which is a production of Indo-American News uh, or you're listening to us on 98.7 FM or the Masala Radio.com or Masala Radio app. By Monday, you can hear the recorded show on podcasts, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Breaker. We have four years of podcasts and have had over 7,400 hits. Please do support our show. To receive new podcasts, select follow on our Spotify and give us a five-star rating. That will really get us uh, uh, get us higher ad clicks and we sincerely appreciate that. Today, we will be joined for a special extended immigration segment with well-known attorney George Willey at 4.20 p.m., and he will be starting off by explaining any new developments in the U.S. visa allotments. We will then learn about his firm's recent arrangement with the Toronto-based law firm of Greenberg Hamid PC to handle cases of individuals wanting to move to Canada. That firm's co-founder, Norman Hamid, will join us to break down the requirements for entering and immigrating to Canada. This fall season, the Indo-American Association continues its tradition of bringing avant-garde performances for concerts by rising musical stars and groups. The first performance on September 8 is Sounds of the Himalayas by Maestro Rahul Sharma, son of Santur legend Pandit Shivkumar Sharma. To tell us more about the concerts, we will hear from Indo-American Association Director Radhika Day at 5.20 p.m. To be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at, News at yahoo.com, or you can always call us while we are here live at the studio at 281 281- Two seven seven six eight seven four. Please pick up the print edition of Indo-American News, which is available all across town at uh, Desi grocery stores. Also, visit our website, indoamerican-news.com, which gets 60,000 plus hits to track all current stories. And do remember to visit our digital archives from over 15 years. Plus, our entire 42 years of hard copy archives are available in the Fondren Library at Rice University. And now, we have the News Roundup, which will be presented by Sridhar today.
4: Thank you, Sinchali. Uh, uh, live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Sridhar Kautha sitting in for Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. At the top of the news this afternoon, it is the extreme weather that's affecting our planet. The wildfires that devastated the island Maui in Hawaii last week are now forcing evacuations as far out as in British Columbia. Meanwhile, Hurricane Hillary is headed for landfall tonight at Mexico's Baja, California. The National Hurricane Center has predicted catastrophic and life-threatening flooding for the peninsula and Southern California. This would be the first tropical storm to hit Southern California in 84 years. On the other side of the world, flooding is taking place along the China-North Korea border. Heavy rains are also lashing North India, causing flooding, landslides, and has killed about 22 people. In a related development, Montana youth have won a historic climate case. A state judge in Montana gave the young climate activists a decisive win on Monday when she ruled that the state's support of fossil fuels violates their constitutional right to a clean and healthful environment. Here in the United States, President Biden brought together the leaders of Japan and South Korea for a summit at Camp David. The leaders are expected to sign a new security pledge, agreeing to consult each other should a crisis arise in the Pacific. In response, China has launched military drills around Taiwan. China said it is carrying out joint naval and air combat readiness patrols around the island. China does not accept Taiwan as an independent, sovereign nation. In presidential politics, Donald Trump is the leading Republican candidate for the 2024 presidential nomination. Trump has decided to skip the first Republican primary debate next week in Milwaukee and instead sit for an online interview with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson. In Trump's absence, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will become the focus of attacks from other Republican candidates. U.S. officials are saying that battlefield deaths have risen sharply this year. The U.S. estimates about 500,000 Russian and Ukrainian military casualties thus far. Fierce fighting near Bakhmut in eastern Ukraine and an unsuccessful Ukrainian counteroffensive against fortified Russian positions is leading to significant casualties on both sides. Moving on to sports news. India's cricket team won the first T20 by two runs using the DLS method. Ireland scored 139 runs in its inning and reinforced abandonment of the match when India was at 47-for-2. For India is now led by Jasprit Bumrah, and features many upcoming players such as IPL stars Winku Singh and Bravi Bishnoi. In the world of soccer, in the Women's World Cup, The final clash is set for 5 a.m. tomorrow morning in Sydney between Spain and England. In the the consolation match, Sweden beat Australia yesterday by a score of 2-0 to win third place. In American sports, Major League Baseball, the hometown team of Astros lost the first game of a three-game series against the Seattle Mariners by a score of 2-0. The Strohs are still two and a half games behind the division-leading Texas Rangers. Finally, in local news, the Needville, Texas Little League team defeated Fargo, North Dakota in the Little League World Series. Needville will now face off, will now face off against the El Segundo California team on Sunday. That's all the news this afternoon. More views, discussions, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News Talk show.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, uh, You know, we wish the Needwell team all the best of luck. Yes, yes, yes. And this is the second year in a row we've had these nail-biting contests from Texas. You know, Oh, okay. The Little League.
3: That's wonderful.
2: So um, uh, there is a bit of uh, information here that I thought I'd quickly mention before our first guest calls up, which is George Willie. President Trump, former President Trump, uh, is uh, he's obviously looking for all sorts of ways to get money in order to fight his legal battles. Uh, he had his playing cards with his likeness on there, the you know the heroes and everything else that mm. he was selling for ninety nine or ninety bucks. Now comes the pre- the United, the president Donald Trump twenty twenty four coin silver plated ninety nine point nine percent silver plated coin. Here you take a look.
4: Wow! Wow! It
2: is, it is uh, 50 bucks, and you're only entitled to one if you get this letter, which came in the mail, uh, not to me to, to promote. but So there's a note of desperation over here in order to get some fun because <laughs> millions of bucks are being spent on lawyers in order to keep him uh, out of Out j- of prison. Out of prison.
4: So does that uh, enterprise venture continue even if he goes to prison or that?
2: Uh, they, i'm sure there'll be a get out of prison type of venture at that point <laughs> <laughs> all right well this and he says in big bold letters this will not be my campaign this will be our campaign <laughs> all right well with that we're going to be looking for our first guest who will be calling in shortly um, and um, in fact, I need to call him because he often uh, gets too busy. And so. then
3: Norman Hamid also need. He will be calling in from Canada, right? Correct. Cor- so okay, but all right.
2: We'll we'll get George on the phone first.
3: All right, all right, okay, folks. So as you know, you are listening to Indo American News Radio. Please do call us two eight one two seven seven six eight seven four. Give us feedback about how you're enjoying the show, and we definitely need participants for our. I think I know this. News based current events uh, quiz contest. So, the next two weeks back to back, we will be having um, editions of I Think I Know This. Ramo and Jyoti are out of town, so when Jyoti comes back, she will be doing her uh, classically yours with Jyoti. So, folks, who I know who are uh, you know regular followers of Jyoti. Sorry to disappoint. Uh, three weeks back to back, you will have to listen to Jawara and I. Well, the there's no disappointment there. <laughs> I'm very excited, excited about that. I'm excited too. I love doing the quiz contest. So, folks, so please do call us. We'll be right back after the commercial break. With George Willie and on
6: Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramon. Indo-American, Indo-American News Radio.
2: Indo American News. All right, folks, we're back again. This is Indo American News Radio, and we will be joined in by our first guest. And uh, I will, I'll introduce him very quickly. Um, so uh, he actually needs very little introduction because we've had him on our show many, many times, and he's a well-known personality across town. And we're always delighted to have him with us. He's also a really dear friend. So I want to be able to do justice to this. I'm talking, of course, about George Willie. He's the founder and principal of Willie Nanayakara and Associates. Many times I had problems saying Nanayakara, but now I'm—it's rolling off my tongue. Uh, um, over the last thirty years, Mr. Willie has built the Houston and Atlanta-based law firm from a single attorney practice to a bustling five-attorney firm. Mr. Willie has been a leading member of Houston society and has been particularly involved in the local South Asian community. Um, George received his BA with uh, double honors, Summa cum Laude, in political science and philosophy from McMaster University in Canada and a doctorate of uh, jurisprudence from South Texas College of Law. Um, George is considered one of the top immigration lawyers in the U.S. He combines a thorough knowledge of immigration law with a unique perspective his personal mission is to make immigration I- equitable for everyone and has a reputation for solving complex legal issues with creative solutions drawn from his early exposure to a variety of disciplines george has served on several boards and is r- invited to speak at several important forums he is married to shanti and has two daughters and we are going to introduce mr
5: his
3: devising cross-border strategies for multinational corporations catering to their requirements for international talent. Greenberg Hamid PC was formed by his vision to introduce pioneering immigration services and leveraging cutting-edge technology to simplify George, and expedite the immigration could you call procedures in again, please? for his clients. Naman has Thank a you. wealth of experience counseling enterprise. Across a spectrum of industries, including technology, financial services, engineering, startups, and high growth sectors. He actively aids clients globally to secure permanent resident status in Canada. Noman is actively involved in leadership initiatives and is invited to provide his perspectives in the field of immigration and talent strategies to a global global audience through esteemed platforms like Lexology, the Canadian Bar Association, diverse industry and trade associations, as well as prominent national and international media outlets. Norman extends his expertise as a guest lecturer on Canadian immigration nuances at distinguished institutions such as Osgoode Hall Law School, the University of Ottawa Faculty of Law and the MIT. Noman is also a director of Talent Lift, a Canadian organization that seeks to match displaced individuals from around the world with employment opportunities in Canada. He is also a co-founder of Tagility, which employs record services to companies facing immigration challenges, and providing remote work alternatives from Canada. So it seems like we are having some issues with connectivity. Noman has called several times and the line keeps dropping. Hello, welcome to our show, George, and welcome to our show. Noman, can both of you hear us? I can hear you, it's ah, no mind. All right, all right. We're all good now, finally.
2: <laughs> jo- okay. jo- George, are you there now?
3: Yes, yes, we can hear both here. of them. Can you hear me? Yes, we can
7: hear both of you. So, wonderful. Oh, okay, wonderful.
2: Sorry about very the, nice. the technical...
7: Well, yeah, sorry about the mix-up, Norman. Uh, good, good. good afternoon. How are you?
6: I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Wonderful to be here today, and thank you for the warm introduction.
7: Oh. Well, it absolutely, was, uh, int- absolutely. Hey... Uh, Norman, so uh, I know, uh, you know, uh, we both get introduced and they rattle off the things that we have done, a little embarrassing sometimes to have to, you know, hear that, <laughs> but, but it's right. necessary, necessary, because the audience needs to know who we are, um, so, well, first, thank you for joining us, and uh, so, initially, so I just wanted to kind of let the uh, the, the listeners know um, that you know our law firm uh that you know we obviously practice uh u s immigration law and uh you know we've been doing that for uh well over thirty five years uh and 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 along the way you know since Canada is our neighbor uh there are folks uh that look to Canada for options. Uh, when they have run out of options here, or not necessarily run out of options, uh, they prefer Canada sometimes. And they come to us and they say, listen, uh, what can, can you help us with this? And And on and off, we would reach out to somebody in Canada and uh, we'll try and get some help. But we never quite found a law firm that we thought would fit with us, okay? uh the the kind of immigration law that we practised. We were looking for a partner in 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 Canada. And and, and I ran into uh Norman at the at the American Immigration Lawyers Association conference in, in June
5: uh-huh.
7: that was held here in June in in in, uh, in Orlando. And then we kind of talked, and it seemed like, uh, you know, there was a synergy, and it seemed like we, we were thinking the same way. And I said, you know what, I'd like to, you know, begin a relationship with, with you guys and, 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 and see where, where it goes. And so I said, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do was for him to come and join us on this radio show. And the reason uh Norman I wanted you to join us at this radio show is is as as jay said uh, all of these uh, folks uh that are on this uh, on the on, the, on, the, on the, uh, with the microphones at the studio are people that I have known for years okay now if I tell you how many years you, you guess <laughs> my guess my age so I'm not gonna go that far <laughs> so so <laughs> Uh, especially, uh, you know, uh, Jay, uh, you know, and uh, all of the others have, you know, we have had a long relationship. So, so that was one of the reasons that I wanted you to sort of. And also, they have they they, they publish a newspaper uh, in in Houston, Indo American News, which is the first South Asian newspaper to be published here. And it's, it's kind of, has a, it's a marquee name, and it, it's, 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 it has a distribution. Uh, everybody knows, when you say Indo-American news, everybody knows what that well, means. Th- thank
2: you for the kind so words, where George. It's,
7: it's a very long, long uh, uh, history of that newspaper, and they have, you know, obviously been a sort of the siren sort of uh, for, uh, for, the, for the community. So So, so, so that's the context. No, <laughs> so uh, so so welcome again, uh, and and uh, so I just wanted to kind of run through uh, the, the the different things that you, as an immigration lawyer, uh, can do uh, for those folks that are here in the United States uh, or or abroad, in wherever India, about Pakistan, any South Asian countries that we deal with, and we of course also deal with uh, with South American clients as well.
2: Uh, George, so, do you mind, you mind if I jump in real sort of, quick? Yes. Okay. No. First of all, thank you so much for all those kind words that you said about us, and the kind of things that we we offer to the community. We we really value our relationship with everyone that we have uh, served in our communities, and and especially with you. So, uh, the uh, did, did, did Norman just drop out? Yeah, oh. George, are you still there?
7: Yeah, I'm here, what I'm here. I, I think the audio is a little kind of fading, but I'm here.
2: Uh, okay, so he, um, unfortunately, we lost Norman. No, he's there on line one. No, that's George on line one. So, yeah, hold on, hold on a minute, George. We're, we're going to try this again. We're not successful. George, are, are you there? you're you there, right? Okay, he's calling back here. So why are you picking up? Okay, folks, hold on while we have this this phone situation figured out. Hold on a minute.
3: All the way from Toronto, Canada, and he's going to uh, so basically he, he, he tell us a little bit more about you know how one can facilitate the process of immigration to Canada, and I think George is forming a partnership with him well, so it'll be interesting. to cover both the nations. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, So that'll be very exciting news, and uh, you know, all the power to George I don't know, I don't and to Norman. So I know that having I some th- phone connectivity issues. So to get the two of Did them together, the and in the meantime, George was
4: telling us about... For the longest time, I I, I was at least under the impression if folks could not get uh, U.S. visas, you could come to Canada and from there find your way, it's a back door yes. to the United States. It's I'm curious to hear to, yeah,
3: get
4: uh, that you know, outlook on it. Into
5: Canada, Especially
4: because all these H-1 visas, which used to be two years yeah, for yeah, us yeah, to get green card, uh, now is like some of them have to wait 10, 12, 15 years. Wow,
3: yes, yes. It's it getting worse. and the Very difficult. And the that like, and that's what we talk to George on a week, you know, weekly basis. So, yeah, he tells us. Okay. Know, along the and way there
4: are so many categories as well these exactly, days.
3: Exactly, exactly. And it's so complicated, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so many different statuses that you
5: can apply for. Based on,
4: you know, I don't know but when you got your green card and all that, essentially long, long, long So was mine, yeah, in the yeah. late 80s, early 90s. Exactly. And the funny part was, it depends uh, mm-hmm. the okay. time frame with which you got your labor certification completed depended on which part of the United States you would apply at. Right,
3: right, exactly. So, folks, again, uh, in this segment, we are talking to. Um, uh, well-known attorney George Willey, he will be uh, you know, explaining some new developments in the U.S. visa allo- allotments, and then his firm is uh, forming a recent arrangement with the Toronto-based law firm of Greenberg, Hamid, PC to handle cases of individuals wanting to move to Canada. So that firm's co-founder is Norman Hamid, and I gave quite yeah, a uh, long Wallen. introduction on him. He will be joining us. He was with us, but then we lost him to break down the requirements for entering and immigrating to Canada. So now, do we have both of them on uh, the line, uh, Jawahar? Uh,
2: Actually, we do, I think. Okay. George, are you there?
3: I'm here. Hi, George. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Sorry, we are just, you know...
2: We lost Norman again. Oh,
7: okay. Okay. Oh, you lost him. He's here. If you... Come, come get his number quickly, but I can't find his number either. He is
3: holding, actually,
7: he, on
2: line He's on. actually on the line, but there's a dial tone in the background. Right, Norman?
3: No, I That's don't... F- Norman, can you hear us? I,
6: I can hear you, and I also do hear the dial
2: tone. Oh, sure okay. That. Okay. Can you talk a little bit more, Norman, while I've tracked this on, sure. Just go, yeah. keep saying yeah. something. Ho- yeah,
6: hopefully we a that's a, that's a, that's a, okay
2: all I, th- I think yeah I think I'll, I'll figure this out I'll, let me call you right back Norman sure okay,
7: okay.
3: all right you. George you can keep uh, talking about the you know new all right, new sure, developments sure. So, yeah so, yeah
7: so, so so Norman is 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 of course a, 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 as you introduced him uh, a, a very experienced immigration lawyer Canadian immigration lawyer mm-hmm. and one of the things that that Caught my attention when I met him at the conferences that the Canadian uh, immigration law uh, was, was responding to uh, a massive layoff that was going on here in the United States.
3: George, I think we lost George. <laughs>
7: you got no mind,
3: though. yeah we did get you <laughs> so no. now george will have to call us back and there's no more uh dial tone in the background so we can hear you loud and clear so Noman you you can tell us a little bit more about what your firm does and oh hello what happened
2: you know when you call north of the border this is what <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a nice line there
3: <laughs> So now we've lost both of them again. <laughs> okay, let's have at least one of them on while you try the other one. <laughs> so, folks. So we are talking, we are you trying know,
2: actually, to talk. To... Actually, one of the things that happened, Sanchali, is that uh, the first part of the introduction that you did for Nomen yeah, did not come through.
3: Oh, okay. Do you want me to do it again?
2: Yeah, don't you mind? All right, all right. Just, just the first... The first two paragraphs, okay. Three
3: three paragraphs, paragraphs. okay. So Nauman Hamid is a co-founder and senior attorney at Greenberg Hamid PC, a prestigious law firm. He has led many prominent immigration practices in Canada and previously held a leadership role at one of the largest Canadian immigration law practices within the big four firms situated in Toronto, Canada. Norman is certified as a specialist in immigration law by the Law Society of Ontario and has two decades of experience in corporate immigration law, devising cross border strategies for multinational corporations, catering to their requirements for international talent. Greenberg Hamid PC was formed by his vision to introduce pioneering immigration services and leveraging cutting-edge technology to simplify and expedite the immigration procedures for his clients. Um, Jawahar, we are hearing, um, uh, yeah, if you can cut that out, okay. Norman has a wealth of experience counseling enterprises across a spectrum of industries, including technology, financial services, engineering, startups, and high-growth sectors. He actively aids clients globally oh, so to right. secure permanent resident status in canada so we are looking forward to talking to norman and uh, hopefully now we have him on the line and hopefully we have george also on the line oh we lost one of them again
2: no but we have george on the line george, oh okay are
3: so we're having difficulty with uh, you know getting norman and george both together on the line so
7: so, so i tell you what when 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 Norman calls you again and I, uh, unfortunately, uh, don't have his cell phone number with me here. I, I, I have it, but I don't have it with me. So, when he calls, ask for his cell phone number and, and give it yeah. to me. I call from my phone and I'll connect uh, the, the station.
3: Okay, right now he has called in again and Jawahar, I think we lost him again. Okay, George, uh, Norman's uh, phone number is 754... 754- Two
7: seven five four two four eight two four
2: eight two one three one two one three one. 248 Okay. All right. Uh, is there a? Is there a? Uh, that's that's it. Uh, that's it. A code? No. 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 That's it. It's Canada. Canada is
7: well, like just, well. Okay. All right. It's the okay.
3: same as U.S. Yeah.
7: Okay. All right. Okay. We'll do. Just hang on.
2: So, so give me a second. Like I was saying, it's. It's always tough calling north of the border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: he has tried so many times, I feel bad, you know. That, uh, yeah, yeah, let's Somehow let's, he's let's, getting disconnected. It's nice how Jawahar changed it
4: from south of the border to north of the
3: border. <laughs> <laughs> so, George.
2: Yeah. So, he, I'm, while, I'm, while I'm George, I'm George is trying more. to. He's trying to get through to Norman.
3: Yeah, so today's topic, basically, we were trying to get some updates from George about what uh, the new visa allotment status is. And then um, we were going to talk to Norman Hamid also about... um,
2: Yeah, I'm going to put George on mute for right now. Facilitating
3: the process of, you know, immigrating to Canada and, you know, how... Uh, the two firms are kind of forming a merger so that they can facilitate people to no, move no. to
2: it Canada. It, it merger is probably not the right word. It's a joint venture, maybe? Oh, okay.
5: okay. okay.
2: Yeah. Yes, that's I'm right. Curious all what? right.
7: I think we have merged the calls. Okay. Norman and I are on my phone.
2: Okay. Norman, Norman.
7: can you hear me? Yes,
6: I can hear you loud and clear.
7: Oh,
2: Very wow. Good. We can hear you it, both. Isn't Fair that enough. a miracle? Okay,
6: now we are all, we are both together here. Uh, again, then. I'll be sorry about that. <laughs> hey,
2: sorry so, about that.
7: So, Norman, I was, I was telling them that, you know, the, the, one of the things that caught my attention when we were in uh, Orlando was that you guys were, were you know, trying to capture uh, the, the fallen H-1Bs. There were a whole bunch of layoffs here. And Canada very generously was offering some opportunities for the folks that had lost their H-1B staff, at least their jobs, and, and then I read about a few weeks ago that that program has now exhausted the number of visas they had for it. So, so first let's start there. So tell us what the program was, what, what happened with the number of visas they had, and now is there any later development? So well, why don't we start there, Norman? Hello?
2: Apparently he dropped you out. You lost. No,
7: you lost. No, no Looks like no. He has not dropped. He's, it looks like he's still on the call.
4: Maybe he's on mute. So
2: uh, while we, while hopefully you can get. Okay. Him.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Well. So let me. Yeah. Yeah. You know he's on. I, I don't know. Something. Something went wrong. So 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 what, what we are trying to do is here and then try and see whether there are some alternatives Canada also has come it goes up and down about these the investor visas and they have come up with some new investor visas also that's one of the things I wanted to talk to him about but unfortunately uh, he's not he, he he disappeared on this mm-hmm. so I think the the, the 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 problem might be on his side his, his calls maybe 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 the lines are not very good and he also travels, so he may not even be in Canada. Okay, anyway, so regarding us on the, on the, the U.S. side, uh, what, what we are tracking right now is the, the administration uh, as a sort of a broad strategy uh, in dealing with the, uh, with the inflow of uh, immigrants from our borders, uh, you know, as you know, you know, we have the Mexican folk coming in and then all the way down, you know, South America, uh there are people coming in. Uh okay, let me uh take this.
2: And we lost George. This <laughs> seems, like a, seems like a very...
4: Musical chair of sorts right now.
2: I'm telling you, this is uh, going north and south of the border. You <laughs> cross over and the signals go dead.
4: Today's
5: but
2: normally one. you can call Canada and Mexico for on most plans for no, yeah, no cost. I
4: doubt it's the uh, calling Canada issue. It's probably he's at a place where the signal is not strong enough, I'm guessing.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's possible. Canada true.
4: should not be a problem at all.
2: So while we're waiting on that, I wanted to. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the opportunity to talk about um, something else that I was waiting on for one, during my soapbox uh, segment, which is towards the end. But uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get back to George very shortly. But the uh, the there is a, there's something in the paper, in the news these days about uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Ram, yeah. It's a 38-year-old uh, Indian guy who wants, he's a businessman who wants to be a Republican uh, nominee for president. Do, do you he know? was
3: on a KBC question, believe it or not, this week.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. Do you guys know anything about him?
4: Nope. I just read a, read a little bit about him about uh, being part of a hedge fund in his earlier days, made some money, and had his own startup. George. Yeah, in yeah, the, in the biotech or uh, biotech space. Yeah, he made his fortune. He's 38
2: years old, and is he wants to introduce a constitutional amendment to raise the voting age from 18 to 25. Unless eighteen-year-olds pass a civics test or spend six months in the military or working as a first responder, can you believe this? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. George is on the phone.
4: It's almost like rezoning in a different way.
2: George, are you there, sir?
4: I'm here. I'm here. Okay.
2: Great. Great. And, and we. You no luck with uh, Numan?
7: Let me see let's let's proceed He called at a different number and I was trying to connect to you and and the call to your station wasn't going through. Oh. but anyway, let's let's see you have to reschedule this I, I, I bet you and uh, we we'll have to figure out what the technology here is. So George this uh, is uh... So, as I was saying, the administration was trying to adjust to some you know the overall strategy to handle this uh, immigration uh, on the on the border. The 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 influx of people, you know, the little kids, uh, parents, all coming through the border, but unf- unfortunately, these are not just only from Mexico. Uh, matter, matter of fact, the larger number of them are coming in from uh, the the south of the border, south of uh, Mexican border. Okay, so we have Colombians, we have Ecuadorians, we have uh, Guatemalans, uh, you know, Hondurans. A bunch of folks, including people from Cuba, too, uh, and so the administration uh, is, is figuring out what to do. And 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 so here is what what they are doing, and I think it may be relevant to us at some point. Uh, so 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 they're they're getting tough on people coming without interview, without without an appointment for an interview, without any previous applications. Uh, for asylum, just showing up at the border, so they are uh, tracking. They are just really, uh, you know, leaning heavily on on those folks that are coming in, uh, and and the deportation uh, levels have increased dramatically. Mm-hmm. Actually, it has increased by sixty five percent. Now, so what they are doing also, in a in a hello, you guys are there.
3: Yeah, yeah, we can here.
7: hear you, we can hear you. Okay, all right, yeah. okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, 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 in order to sort of balance this, the, on the one hand, uh, you know, the, the stick, and then, you know, the, so they're looking for a carrot now. So, what they have done is, this, these countries that I just mentioned, most of them, uh, Mexico is not included in this at this time, uh, well, Colombia, Colombia, Cuba, I think Honduras is in the, in the list, and some of these countries from where a lot of folks come to the United States. Uh, what they've done is, you know, family applications that have been pending for these folks. Let's say a brother has uh, applied for uh, his sister, uh, a brother, U.S. citizen of Colombian uh, origin. Uh, now he's a U.S. citizen. He's five for his sister, who is married uh, and, you know, has a few children, uh, and and now he wants them to come to the United States. Now, of course, the waiting time on these applications by U.S. citizens for the siblings are like, you know, as we know, in, in most times it's about 14, 15, 16 years. And from these areas, from some of these countries, south of the border, uh, the waiting time could be about 20, 25 years, okay? So, the and and and, and the administration is thinking that part of this pressure from, from people from these areas...
2: George, can I interrupt you for a minute? they have
7: an application, and they're still looking at the visa bulletin. George, and it's, it's George
4: can forever. you hear us? Sorry, we are trying to... Hmm? Sorry for the interruption. I think we have... Yeah.
2: We have Norman on the line. I think Norman, can you hear us?
7: Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. Go,
2: he, yes, Norman, go ahead.
6: Well, uh, sorry again for the uh, the technical issues, but you know, to to Willie's earlier point, I would tell you that we've been very involved. Canada has been a very strategic region, given many of the challenges in the U.S. market. So we act for clients from all around the world. India is a major jurisdiction, um, with IT companies, for example, dealing with very significant movements into Canada, but increasingly, we've been working with companies all across the U.S. and with individuals, some of who are really challenged with the uncertainty of the H-1B lottery, Um, great tech talent that we've seen, and innovators who feel uncertain about what the future is, or maybe the green card processing just seems a little out of reach. Uh,
2: and can, so I, can, I, with, can I ask yeah. you something real quick? Sure. When you mentioned H-1B, you are talking about the U.S. The, in Canada, it's not called H-1B, right?
6: Correct. Canada has an entirely different system. Um, the first difference is that Canada has no limits on its work permit process. Really? Meaning... Yeah, wow. There's no annual quota or no numerical limit. And there isn't a cap. And in fact, I'll tell you an interesting tidbit. I was in South Africa for the last month talking to individuals and companies and the media. And um, the first thing I would explain to them is Canada has a very unusual problem in that we're the second largest country in the world but our population is the same as the state of California.
7: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
6: we're short people. And then to compound this problem, we have an extremely low fertility rate. So we produce about 1.4 children per family. Wait a minute. Is, this,
2: is this related to Anglo-Sax- Anglo-Saxons or across the board?
6: This is right across the board. You mean Indians say,
2: are having less children over in Canada?
6: No, <laughs> well, I think, average, you know... I think you're saying. They're probably... I think the Indian community is the one that's keeping the numbers going. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, India is the number one source of immigration in, in Canada. Well, but you know, we... So knew, we in it, too, it, well, too, too much of the fertility rituals,
2: you know. <laughs> you know, so we in India, India, we knew this all along. That's why we exported, exported all, the technology. <laughs> all the people. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I uh,
4: have a question on the uh, Canadian uh, visa that you say there's no limit. Is there a time limit on that? Is that a temporary visa or it can be extended as long as you have employment?
6: Yeah, so good question. Um, If we bring someone through an intra-company transfer, which is like your L1A and L1B, Mm -hmm. it's almost identically the same. So an L1A can stay for seven years and L1B, the equivalent in Canada, can stay for five years. And um, work permits under other categories, for example, under the Kuzma or the NAFTA agreement, can be renewed indefinitely. So we have people across the border from the U.S. who would have, you know, a group of workers that may start off for two or three years, but, you know, continue indefinitely until they wanted to obtain permanent residence. Some actually are, are commuters, so they're based at the border, working in the U.S., and, and they'll never actually get permanent residence. They'll just keep getting work permits. Um, um, you yes. know, there's a, there are actually, like, really interesting categories. For example, if you're you're a French speaker, if you can speak French, you can get a work permit in any province with any employer outside of Quebec.
2: Mais très bien, je parle français.
6: Oui, un peu. Un peu. So, <laughs> un petit peu. So, so there, you know, there are lots of categories that... Um, allow companies to move workers i'll give you another one if a canadian and u.s company had an agreement that they were going to allow international training back and forth around you know the the organizations for every training position you create for a canadian outside of canada you can get a work permit for anyone around the world that's coming back to canada how about that
4: so then, this yeah. is almost like a, a lot of small companies here have been struggling to get H ones because of the right. uh, count limits. This is almost yeah. like an easy way out for them to be able to get somebody across the border, and even be able to commute and uh, maybe three, four days a week come into the U.S. and go back.
6: Well, yeah, if- I'll give you. I'll give. That's a great point. We've had many companies who are, uh, you know, either they're Indian headquartered with a U.S. Uh, subsidiary or a U.S. company, particularly in areas like tech, where at the end of the H-1 cap, they just didn't get the resources they needed or they had someone who they were going to lose back home. And they've created entities in Canada. You can incorporate literally in four hours. And then they've moved workers after they've put a senior person to sort of lead the operation in Canada. We've moved volumes of workers from the U.S. or from India to Canada And they typically then are just, you know, working remotely. So they're slowly building their Canadian footprint. But the reality is many of our largest clients are supporting U.S. client engagements from Canada. And then they're trying again, like in a year or two, they could try an L1 if they wanted to go back or another H. Some of them are are happy working in Canada remotely. So, yeah, this is definitely the new flavor sort of of the of the last couple of years for us because of the uncertainty of the age cap and the openness of the Canadian system on the work permit and, side.
4: And can they change companies over time if an employee um, is there?
6: Well, I'll give you a... Generally, they can, meaning if I come from company X and I work at the Canadian operation, if another competitor makes an offer, um, I would have to get a new work permit with the new company and there is a particular stream, a global talent stream, where you can actually go ahead and start that process. But it does involve a willing employer and some commitments that have to be made. So it's not as a matter of right, but it can be done. Well, I'll tell you, you, you may have seen this. I'm curious if you guys actually watch this. About two, three weeks ago, the Minister of Immigration, former minister, invited 10,000 H-1B holders from the U.S., to file applications, and they all got three-year open work permits.
7: Get and out of here. That's point. amazing.
2: Oh, yeah.
6: That's right.
7: And I, I, I wanted to I wanted to touch upon that, and I did, uh, when, when we were having technical difficulties. And here's the issue. I understand yeah. that the numbers have been exhausted, right? Right. It was
6: exhausted. So really? is it was exhausted any, any in 24, on that. In 20, 24 hours. 24 hours it was exhausted, meaning I'll I'll give you, here's how crazy it was. The minister announced this initiative two weeks before it went live, and we didn't hear anything until Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and it went live an hour later. By the next day, mid-morning, they were all gone. Wow. That's how no, quickly right? <laughs> well. they were. you know, we spoke with the policy director yesterday, and we gave our yeah. feedback, right? And then well. one of our comments was, you know, you, the idea was to try to bring tech workers, but the minister yeah. opened it up for all H-1B holders. Uh, so um, we said, you know, you, you probably should have redesigned it to make it occupation-specific, number one. And then the yeah. other point we mentioned was, it's a double-edged sword when you let 10,000 people come in on open work permits because right. some empl- it's great for the employee, right? They can sort of jump around, but it's right. tough for the employer, right, who's trying to have some certainty on a large project when people are just coming and going.
2: Yeah, so, uh, hold hold on, on story, gentlemen, right? one second. I'm going to have to interrupt. We're going to be going to the commercial break very quickly, and I want to make sure that our listeners are aware of what we're talking about. we uh we are we've been talking to Norman Hamid after a great deal of technical problems uh, and then uh we and George Willie is uh, the our our well-known local attorney who who uh, put this uh, program together uh they the both of them are working on uh, my understanding is some sort of joint venture arrangement to help people get immigration or or visas in Canada if they're here in the US um uh, and um, um, uh, Norman has talked about the possibility of getting people into Canada from many different avenues. Canada apparently seems to be very lenient in the yeah. way they're getting the so, visas. So we could have Given titled the this visas.
4: show as Lawyers Without Borders. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a very That's, good that's actually a good
2: uh, name of a company, <laughs> too. Yeah. But gentlemen, yeah, yeah, we fine. will be back. Uh, George, so sorry that it's taken so long to get both. No, that's fine. That's fine. We'll but we'll be back in in, yeah. in about forty seconds, and we'll continue on. I'm very inquisitive about this because obviously there's a pent up demand for visas uh, for who want people who want to come here, and then who are stuck in the in the in the H one B category. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Once again, this is Indo American News Radio and we'll be back with George Willie and Norman Hamid so stay tuned
0: listening to Masala Radio 107.5 KGLK HD4 Lake Jackson and 98.7 FM K254BZ Fairbanks
2: Indo-American News Radio
0: India News
2: US News
1: World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar
3: I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramon
5: Indo-American News Radio
0: Ameraju Specials. Full body laser hair removal, $1,800. Low maintenance, minimal side effects and no more ingrown hairs. Two VI peels and two skin pen microneedling, $9.99. Reduce acne, wrinkles, scarring, enlarged pores, age spots, uneven skin tone and stimulate your own natural collagen. Specials valid until August 31st. Amerijuve.com 713-960-6262 Ameraju, Look good, feel good. If you
1: think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show.
0: I think I I know know this. this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio.
5: In the U.S.
1: And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today. Indoamericannews at yahoo.com Or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 99. 8.7 8.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti Houston's
2: Hottest Hello everyone this is Indo-American News Radio again and we are being joined in by uh, George Willie and Norman Hamid. Noman is calling all the way from Canada and uh, gentlemen are you still there?
6: Yes we are. I oh. am. I am here.
2: Hallelujah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we've had a little problem with uh, with having them on the uh, on the show at the same time. So, gentlemen, carry on. We were talking about how the two of you are going to collaborate about helping people who have visa problems.
7: Well, Norman was was talking about some of the programs that Canada has. So let him
6: let him finish what he's talking about there. Sure, Norman, go ahead. Let me give you a good example. When I met, um, George, I thought there was a lot of synergies because many of the companies that we've dealt with in the U.S., you know, were banging their heads against the wall, uh, because they'd have some great talent. They had the work, but they couldn't get the visa. You know, they were unlucky in the H 1B. Uh, an individual was getting frustrated because the green card was taking so long. And so what we've done is we've, we've looked at companies where, What we suggest is take away the idea of the border being an impediment and look at the value of creating a business model where Canada and the U.S. can cooperate, and you can bring in mobile workers. So So North America. That's right. And and so, you know, George might have a client who says, George, the problem I have is I don't have uh, continuity of work Because of the uncertainty, and I've got five or six people that might not be able to stay in the U.S., and he could make a fast call to me, and I could say, George, if we develop a strategy and ensure that there's an entity in Canada, we can transfer all of these workers to Canada, have them sort of remain in a hub here, but continue to work on the client. And, you know, down the road, George is a smart, clever guy. He would figure out maybe in a year or two an L1B but might bring them back without having to deal with the H1B cap. So our thinking was if we put our minds together, we can start resolving issues on both sides of the border using the benefits of um, the market in the U.S. is always going to be hot. And Canada is so desperate for immigration that it allows talent to come in more um, equitably.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, obviously, George. Yeah,
6: I think I, I think you know the the, the the
7: the the game changer is the is the technology, right? Because we we you know the, earlier you know somebody has to be physically present in the in the, in, in in the at the at the spot here now. He can go to Canada and continue to do what he was doing here because the technology is there for the the guy to do that. Right. So, so, so I guess that's the, the new element that's been added to this, this, this equation here.
2: Yes, absolutely. And the physical, and the
4: physical proximity, uh, yeah. uh, one could do the same thing in India, but uh, sitting there in Bangalore, but being in Canada gives them the opportunity to meet with the clients face to face at any time. I, I remember Costa Rica was another favored destination by a lot of the consulting companies.
7: Yeah. Yeah. That was the time that, that, that was a but you know, as we know, Canada, you know, given the the, 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 the cultural uh, you affinity there, the language, uh, uh, you know, the the, the the you know the, the I guess the facilities
5: mm-hmm.
7: uh, and, and all of that, you know, well, so, so, so close to us, so so so, it, so similar to us. so so, so it's uh, you know you can sort of seamlessly do that. Well, George, it seems uh, and, to me it yeah. seems
2: to me this is a win win situation for both because on the one hand Canada needs the people, and yes. and on the other hand the U.S. is getting an influx of people who want to be here but they can't stay here, so therefore they can go to Canada, work for a number of years, and do cross cultural, uh, cross border work, and yes. then by the time that they the uh, during that time if their visas are being processed here in the U.S. They're buying themselves yes. some time,
7: right? Yeah, and you know, as as, as, as Norman was telling, uh, that you know, we had a certain synergy because we're we're also we look for creative solutions. You know, mm. that's how we've done what we have done here in the U.S. So, and I realized Norman and his his partners, these these guys have a long history of doing a lot of things in Canada.
4: So, what categories? Uh, That's a very high level. Sorry. And
7: we thought, you know, it would be a nice synergy for us to get together. And I thought we'll get Norman in here and introduce him to the listeners and let him, you know, and and, and then what we are going to do, we are going to sit down and uh, figure out solutions to clients that we have here. Yeah. Uh, So, can
4: can I jump in and ask a question for our listeners? Well, um, but for, I'm sorry,
2: yeah. Norman, are you still there?
4: Yes, yes. I am. Okay, because okay.
2: yeah. you were quiet for a yeah. while, and I'm thinking, oh boy. So my,
4: my no, no. question was mainly
7: People get worried when lawyers are quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you said, said it. it. So
4: <laughs> what, categories, what categories of visas would be the one that would uh, uh, be applicable for this cross border strategies?
6: So the first one that's very common if you have a Canadian subsidiary that's connected to the US company is the intra-company transfer. So typically all your tech workers who are your software developers or cloud architects or data scientists, they're all included as long as they're working on some proprietary technology. They could transfer quite easily, as could directors. So that's one stream. The other one that's become extremely popular is a program that was developed in Canada about four years ago called the Global Talent Stream, which is for a STEM worker, science, mm-hmm. technology, engineering, and math. And the way that works, it used to be that in Canada you'd have to recruit publicly, kind of like the PERM process, before you could bring in a worker. But what they did for tech companies and STEM occupations is now a U.S. company could open up in Canada and they could negotiate with the government to train Canadians, hire a certain number of workers over a period of time, and in exchange for that, they can get uh, permission to hire a certain number of workers immediately. And so I've had companies who've negotiated five spots, 25 spots, or even 100 spots and at that point, the individuals can apply for the work permit based on the fact that they're in one of those occupations. There's no recruitment required. It's extremely streamlined. It takes about two weeks to get the initial approval and two weeks to get the work permit, and you could theoretically be in Canada working. So those are the two most popular programs that I think the clients that we would deal with we would see. Where you have U.S. citizens that are working in the U.S., uh, you know, they would also qualify their 66 occupations under the North American Free Trade Agreement, now known as CUSMA. And those work permits can be issued even at the airport upon entry if you don't require a visa, or you could simply file the application at the visa post if you needed a visa. So, a really strong, streamlined processes that are designed to open up the doors. Canada has a target every year of now 500,000 immigrants that they have to bring in. Through Get out
2: homes. of here. They have yeah. to. Yes. Uh, they so have
6: to. It, you know, it's wow. crazy. For how, that, For how many years?
2: For how many years?
6: Well, so what we've seen is the immigration plan, which comes out uh, each year, the, they forecasted 500 Plus fifty thousand each year for the next three years.
5: Whoa. Now, the,
2: proje-
6: the projections are that this will this increase will not stop. Like we will have to maintain this target because the majority of our population are actually the baby boomers who are either retiring uh, or exiting the workforce, or unfortunately, in some cases, they're expiring. Right? So we we don't produce people and we're losing people, and that's why. You'll see the immigration system is wide open right it, now because we uh, desperately need people. It's no, 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 a nice pro- that 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 is really a problem
7: for us too, but we we don't want to admit it because we're so you know a, 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 a good part of the country is still anti-immigration, and so therefore yes. they are turning a blind eye to this very serious problem that we are having also. So, so uh,
2: when. So, um, I'm sorry, it's go it's ahead, okay.
4: Sridhar. Norman, I have a question following up on the categories you talked about. In your experience, when somebody does this cross-border uh, employment, moving back and forth, are there uh, are the wages, Canadian wages for these employees, or is it American wages, or it doesn't matter? Yeah, Good question.
6: So in Canada, what we have is a wage survey that's published, and what you have to offer typically in these categories is at least the prevailing wage in the area where the worker will be based in Canada. And so just to give you an example, from my experience, typically the salaries are a little lower than what you would pay in the U.S., but there's also a 30% discount because of the currency. So a software developer might get 85000 Canadian dollars which is considerably cheaper than what an employer would have to pay them in the U.S. So the other discussion we've had with a lot of our clients from a cost savings perspective is that if you're bringing a worker from India and you have a choice to bring them in through the U.S. or Canada, if all things are equal, you might be better off bringing them into Canada because that $85,000 in Canadian currency goes pretty far, but the employer is actually saving 30%. Right. In terms of what they would be spending in the U.S.
2: So what what percentage that that, that's actually a very good point there. But what percentage of of new immigrants to Canada are coming from India versus other countries?
6: Yeah, great question. Canada. India is the number one source country for immigrants in Canada. The other country that's sort of a close second is China and then everyone else is like in way lower on the page in terms of competition. India, particularly students and IT workers, drive the labor market numbers. And you would find, I live right now downtown Toronto. And when I walk on the street, I would tell you out of every 10 people, at least half are from India. Right. It like makes sense. Number. It correlates yeah. because
3: India is the most populated country right now and China is right. the second most populated so country. Has,
4: so. I'm from Bangalore originally, which is the IT capital in India. There are yes. hundreds of people that are looking to come overseas. Can an employee right. or a potential employee on their own find their way through this process with the right technical
6: skills? Yeah, there are two ways they can do that. One is if they actually connect with an employer in Canada that's looking for those skills, and you can imagine because of the shortages that there are a lot of demand for those skills. The second uh, approach, which was very surprising to us, is the minister, the previous minister about four weeks ago, has prioritized eighty two 2 occupations in our permanent resident program, and that includes all of the tech occupations, uh, Thirty healthcare occupations, some agriculture, and um, even you would find um, trade occupations too, like carpenters, plumbers, mechanics. Label, it's a yeah. massive list. And so, what happens is, if you're in one of those eighty-two occupations, you can put a profile into our electronic system, and they're they're actually looking for people in those skills who have a good combination of uh, speaking capability in English advanced education and about four or five years of experience and you know usually they're about between 22 to 28 years that's the sweet spot and if you're in that bucket this is the time because as i mentioned we're trying to hit those juicy targets but where canada got smarter is now they're looking at very specific occupations that are the most critically needed in canada so yes people in india who are in tech or any of these 82 even for that matter um, you know, in the construction industry, there's a massive need and people could qualify and actually just come in immediately as permanent residents um, from day one. So quite a different wow. approach than what you see in the U.S.
2: Yeah, I understand. So a couple of things come to mind. One is that this is an excellent opportunity for, uh, to, like I said earlier on, to park yourself in Canada for a little while and then come back to the U.S. where... Uh, you know, George and his company would be working on your cases, right, George?
7: Right. Yeah, you know, uh, well, what's interesting is, you know, since 1990, it was the last immigration bill uh, that, that that was, you know, for immigration benefits, mm-hmm. bill. Uh, there was another bill in 1996 called the IRA, which was kind of, uh, that was a kill immigration bill. But in 1990, uh, H.W., um you know, signed into law a uh, uh, set of laws that that then <clears throat> set the framework for uh an immigration and that's the last time we touched immigration law so now so we are still operating under a old set of set of legislation yeah and and Canada, on the other hand, is moving nimbly and quickly. Uh, to address issues, so th- so that that's the advantage right now. As this, uh, Norman was talking, I was saying, "Wow, you know, you, you guys are just moving very quickly, adjusting to the needs." And where here we are sitting, and we are talking about laws that were passed in 1990. You know, we are talking about you know twenty twenty, so, so, you know, no thirty some years, right? So so, so 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 that that's so in in that way, you know, for those. Uh, folks that are, that are coming to the United States who are already here or wanting to come here, uh, you know, could use Canada. Uh, you know, of course, Canada is a great place to live. I, you know, I, I was there for five years. I did my undergraduate degree, at my and I, I love Canada. Yeah. But but then, of course, the action is on this side, right? We, we this is the country that right. Produces, yeah. But know, now the, the, technology, the the, the the, so if if you want to use sort of Canada as a kind of a stepping stone, uh, a, a, a sort of a, a place to stay there, and if you like it, just stay there. If not, come on back, right? Well, So I think this is great strategy, and, and, and I think uh, Norman and I have a, have a lot of work to do, Norman. So, right. Okay. Well, the both uh, of
2: okay. you, gentlemen, both of you, I uh, wish you a lot of luck because... Certainly, I think you guys are on the right track, and we look forward to having the both of you on our show again. I think we want to make up for another show where we talk about certain talking points that might help people, don't you think,
7: George?: Yes and and uh, Jay, uh, from all the, everybody there. you know listen, thank you for giving us this extended time today. Right, uh, of course, so we, could, uh, we could explore this uh, the way with
2: you. N- Norman, I, uh, Norman,
7: in- thank you, and, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Norman, yeah.
2: Norman, in passing, I just wanted to ask you one thing: Do you already see a, a noticeable difference in the English accent in Canada? Is it becoming more Indianized? <laughs> you yeah, don't you say "aboot," no, yeah. no, anymore. You say "ub."
6: I'll give you a couple, two, two parting examples. If you go to um, two of the main regions that are about forty minutes outside of Toronto you mm-hmm. would find that the two official languages are, are not English and French, it's English and Punjabi. Oh, no. b- balay. Saga <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mississauga and uh, what's the other one?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, but, what, but in, in, the, in 10 it's seconds, what I was referring Punjab, to is, yeah. is that the English accent itself Markham, would become very, very Indianized, yeah. don't you think?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
7: you got it. See, I also heard Norman oh. say process. <laughs> yeah. no,
4: Norman <laughs> also do us a favor. please take about 10 degrees of our heat into Canada and make it warmer there and <laughs> yeah, cooler. No, yeah. They <laughs> have their own issues of forest fires.:
3: <laughs> Thank you gentlemen. thank, thank you, you so All much.: right. thank, thank you so much. Right. Really you sorry it. about the lost yeah, time. Great. Yeah, thank next you. time we'll make up for it.
2: Thank you. Yeah. We will you Bye-bye.
3: So we have Radhika Day holding on the line.: But we're going to be going commercial.: break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
2: Indo American News Radio, India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4
3: to 6 p.m.
2: on
6: Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramone. Indo American -American News News Radio.
0: Indo American
2: News. Welcome back, folks. Now we're joined by our next guest, and uh, Shridhar, would you like to introduce her?
4: Absolutely. Our next guest today in the, today's lineup is Radhika Day. Radhika was born in Bombay and raised in Delhi, Jaipur, and Madras. She studied economics from Stella Mary's College in Madras. I guess now it's Chennai and came with her husband, JB, to Houston in 1987. A proud Houstonian for over four decades, Radhika Day has been a longtime patron and director on the board of IAA, India, Indian American Association, for seven years, with a focus on marketing, media relations, and business. As the editor and publisher of an award-winning print and digital magazine called Weddings in Houston, For 37 years, she is passionate about the arts and bringing to life the vision and mission of IAA. The vision of IAA is to promote and preserve Indian cultural arts, create a culturally vibrant community in Houston, and expand its offerings to different age groups and diverse audiences. IAA provides a platform for both world-famous legendary artists as well as newcomers, who are immensely talented, pushing the envelope as well as bridging the East-West gap skillfully. Welcome to the show, Radhika. Thank you so much. Delighted to be here.
2: Yes, Radhika, it was really nice uh, that uh, you and I spoke just the other day. And at that time, I realized that we've known each other for a while, but we met many, many years ago. Well. Yes. uh, when, uh, it was in reference to Weddings in Houston, which is a beautiful glossy uh-huh. magazine that she puts out twice a year. Thank you,
8: thank you.
2: And, and thank now you. her son, Vic, is, uh, is handling it, or at least mo- mostly handling it. Isn't that correct?
8: Yes, that's correct. He's running it. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, right. So, Radhika, tell us more about the IAA. You know, that's the emphasis of, of, your, uh, of having you on the show today. First of all, for people who are not familiar with IAA, would you let them know what IAA or Indo American Association is and how and and how old it is?
8: Yes, IAA is actually thirty years young this year.
2: Okay, I like that. Young. (laughs) Hello.
4: I think we lost Radhika. We lost Radhika too. Oh, you're there. there. Okay, thank you.
8: I'm sorry. Yeah. So we are thirty years young this year, and hopefully we'll be around for a lot longer. And we're a small but very, a very efficient, dynamic, and productive Indian cultural arts organization. And uh, we've been working tirelessly for the past 30 years uh, towards its mission, which is to carefully steward, create the awareness of, and promote the artistic and cultural traditions of India, which, as we all know, is the oldest civilization, and present them to our audience in the greater Houston and surrounding areas in a very relatable way. So that's always our challenge.
5: Right.
3: So Radhika, what sets your organization apart from the several other Indian organizations now that have come up and they're all, you know, presenting different cultural events?
8: Uh, I think they're all very, very good. We all serve different purposes. I is one of the oldest and longest running organizations of its kind. And I think the other thing is that we, are, we are a completely non-profit organization. And um, we are very focused on bringing the best of the best of arts and culture to, uh, from India. Right. And the way we present our events, the, the locations we present them, whether it's the Wordham Center, the Hobby Center, you know, really nice venues, and we have a reputation for always starting on time. And um, I think our audiences love it. We love... It's a very uh, well-produced event.
2: Right. That's now, I think IAA has built a... Quite a reputation for itself for bringing all these beautiful the artists, best as best well artists, as well as yeah. as Radhika just mentioned right. the, the venues. Uh, Verizon Center was one of them, right across from the Wortham that they used to hold something at. Okay. Uh, and for the longest time, they had the same uh, executive director, yeah, yeah. Dr. Dial. Dr. Dial, yeah. 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 who moved on to s- start uh, to start another uh, organization.
8: Yeah. They're very grateful to him for you know what he did and yes. he built IAA
2: Okay. Right, and uh, the the thing that I like about IAA uh, is that uh, if you're looking for something a little offbeat, if you're looking okay. for something a little bit more avant-garde, you know, uh, okay. something that's got uh, maybe not necessarily only Indian uh, uh, Indian performances, because I know that you you brought in performers from other parts of the country too. Yes, or, or the, the world, the I mean. World. Yes. But yeah. you can really, you can count on the IAA to come up with these. You know, we had... What
3: uh, I've noticed over the years... Ricky I, Cage. I, Yeah, I've been a patron, like a long time ago, I was a patron. But at that time, it was mainly all very well-established, well-acclaimed, very renowned, well-known, you know, internationally yeah. prominent artists. But now the trend I'm noticing is trying to promote more of the, you know, younger uh, performers, younger artists up and coming and, you know, who are... Yeah. Like wanting a platform, so well, that is what I happy. really, really am enjoying. We bridge. had
2: Rick, Ricky Cage on our show. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes,
3: yeah. So that
4: was uh, a
8: winner. Yeah, and also uh, Abby Lee. Yes. Young, yes, young, but very, very talented people. We Look had Koshiki yeah, yeah, really, Koshiki. yeah, she's really yeah. Uh, Koshiki. We've had a, a variety of. Uh, the performers come out. Here. So yes. Radhika, that's, that's
4: really a beautiful. good segue to the question I had from what Sanchali yeah. was asking. And this is Sridhar. Uh-huh. I'm sitting in for Pramod. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm a father of uh, two young adults, daughters. Mm-hmm. They're 23 and 21. How mm-hmm. do I get Folks of that age to be involved and get interested in this organization, Are the or these programs, more in, towards, in which way? So, like we are to immigrants. attend, the, to Our attend, first, yes, to attend. Correct. Okay. Our,
8: uh, is, what a great question. Yeah. What a great question, Trisha. I think that's exactly what we are doing now, and we have recognized that you know we some of us who in have been around for a very long time. Our tastes are a little bit different, but we have also had to adapt to. Changes, right. Mm-hmm. And like every company, every organization, we are very aware of the need for change and the need to adapt. And uh, the next gen is our future. So a lot of our programming now is geared towards them. So it, it really does include them. These are names. If they go online, they will be easily uh, able to Google and find YouTube's on the uh, events they're produce, uh, promoting. And that makes it really easy for them to relate to it. And these are not your traditional uh, Indian musicians. Some of them are classical, yes, but there's also a way to incorporate that with the Western style, you know. And so they're kind of mixing styles, mixing uh, ways to, uh, a lot of these talented people are from India and they're doing an amazing job of mixing the two cultures. And I think that, like you, I have young kids as well. And that is so important, because otherwise they have no interest in anything
2: we do exactly and thank you well so uh, the fall season is uh, there's four concerts that are coming here that that uh, i 'm aware of, uh, and they 're gearing they 're geared to most of the younger audience for example there 's the sounds of the Himalayas, which is coming yes. out on september the eighth it 's rahul Sharma, who 's uh, Pandit Shiv uh, Kumar, Kumar. Sharma's mm-hmm. son, yeah. and uh, he's also a uh, santurist. Then we have classical reimagined, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that, that's yeah, coming September Anirudh. 29th. Yes, yes,
8: that's the Anirudh Varma collective.
2: Right, that and then India like the musical that's October twelfth, uh, second, twenty uh, first. I'm sorry.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's uh, that's going to be at the Cullen Theater in Wortham Center, and finally we have uh, our own homegrown uh, yes. Koali Band Koali Gospel Music yes. by Riyaz Koali, which Absolutely. is in November, n- November uh-huh. the fourth at uh, the University of Houston. So you
8: know, and that's going to be so interesting because it's again uh, working with the Jones family, you know, the Gospel singers. Mm-hmm. So they are not just About uh, We're trying to find out ways to uh, expand our reach, as well as understand the uh, cultures of other uh, communities, and how can we blend them together.
2: Right. Uh, Of course, your task is not simply to produce the program or to bring the program here, but is to be able to deliver the audience. And delivering the audiences where we come in, we help out with the media, we we help you to spread That's the correct. word and so on. But one thing that it, it dawned on me that most young people, they or the younger generation that, uh, that we're talking about mm-hmm. here, they have their own group of followers on social media. Yes. Right. So they 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 may, if they say, let's say this, uh, Raul Sharma, he's coming to Houston. So... Do do you well I, I, do you think that he actually goes on his social media uh, site to say hey, I'll be in Houston? Of course. They come. all do.
8: All the artists do that. It's in his, yeah, it's in their interest to do so. I Absolutely. mean
3: they need an audience to perform to. So Correct. it's in their yeah. best interest. Yeah, so naturally Absolutely. they do.
8: Absolutely. Yeah. So
3: mm-hmm. I have a question for you, Radhika. I know uh, Absolutely. I think maybe a month or so back or maybe even earlier, I saw that you'll have like a patron um, you know uh, donorship uh, uh, fees that is less than the full year because half of the year is gone does that is that still true or is it it is
8: still available absolutely it is still available and anybody who signs up now and becomes a patron will actually be able to get attend all of these upcoming events as well. So you, do
3: you want to mention what the, uh, you know, patron uh, rates are? Absolutely. Yeah.
8: We have very affordable memberships available. And as I mentioned, all new members will get tickets to the upcoming events. And uh, no, uh, the half-year rates basically are for students. It's $150. It's a single subscription. And then the half-year bronze, which is for the single membership, would be a GAL 150. And then the silver patron is 300 for the year. Uh, And this would be for the half-year, sorry. And this gives them two VIP tickets for $300. So, you know, they get to see four shows right now. It works at about $75 per show.
2: So, Uh, and to to get more information about all these shows and so on, you can Mm -hmm. call 832 325 Six five eight
3: six eight three two three one five six three eight six.
2: Six five eight six. Or go or, to
3: yes. the Indo
8: American Association website, right? IaHouston I-
2: I- 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 Yes. Yeah. That's
8: correct. Yes. yes. And we also have one more membership, which is the gold, which is just six hundred dollars for two tickets, the two very uh, good tickets right up front, two people for every show.
2: Wow, nice! It seems so like very a,
8: very affordable.
2: Yeah, it seems like a good deal and also you can support the uh, the Indian arts yeah, as they're performed absolutely. here in Houston and they always yeah. have great venues and, and they're lovely people. Mm-hmm. And,
8: and I also want to mention that Rahul Sharma is not only playing paying a tribute to his father and guru, but he's also going to be accompanied by Aditya Kalyanpur on the tabla and Frank Martin on the keyboard.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: And, uh, and he is, uh, while he's young, he has... Uh, played a lot of events, uh, duets, with uh, Tabla maestro um Saad Zakhar Hussain, and has also re- released over 60 albums. There, at least half of them have been classical, and the other half are experimental recordings. So, you know, he's not just your classical sitar player. Yes. And he's it's taken weird. it to a whole modern setting as well. And mm-hmm. it, uh, so we are going to hear a very a wide range of music from him.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: And he also plays the uh, traditional Kashmiri music, exploring Sufi
3: devotional music. Yes, I remember when his dad was presented by the IAA with Zakir yes, Hussain. Yeah, when he was here the last time. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
8: And it was since quite a about treat. About Anirudh, yes. And then, of course, uh, on the 29th, we have Anirudh Parma Collective, mm-hmm. uh, who are presenting Classical Reimagined. This is a contemporary Indian classical ensemble from New, New Delhi. And the composer and producer is Anirudh Verma himself.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: And this collective is very interesting. It, um, it discovers, rediscovers, and presents the tradition of Indian music in a very contemporary yet rooted manner to be yes. able to connect with the masses. They have more than 150 artists and musicians um, of diverse musical and cultural backgrounds from India, Canada, and the U.S. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they all come together in different ways. And we will have a uh, group of 10 who will be coming to Houston. IAA is the national sponsor for them. And we are extremely proud to present the Admiraj Varma Collective.
3: Yeah, um, we have a section okay. which is done by Jyoti. It's called uh, Classically Yours with Jyoti. And Jyoti has played some uh-huh. of their music. So. And yeah. we've,
2: we've actually had some of these artists on our show. show right. So, right. yeah, sure. yeah. so uh, the, the, Rahul Sharma is coming September 8th. But our, yeah. our show would be the week before, which will be September uh-huh. 2nd. So, and at both the concerts,
3: so, there'll be something which is catered towards, uh, you know, audiences of all different uh, ages. Yes. Right. But so uh, that what, is what, what, I, what I
2: was getting at is September 2nd, if we mm-hmm. could have Raul Sharma actually call mm-hmm. into the show. Mm-hmm. That,
8: that, I mean, that, too, ranging
2: yeah, that, that would be very helpful because but we're only on live on Saturday. So then right. Any of these okay. any of these performers, if they can call in ahead of time, we'd love to have okay. on the show.
8: Sure. Will do. But yes we would love to see all of you and your audience at both these events they're going to be really fun and it's not just music it's about getting together and the uh audience the uh musicians are going to be so much fun and so talented mm-hmm. and it's going to be a great evening
3: right. and uh, both these programs are on Fridays so and it's at the Zilka Hall this time yes, not Hall, not at the Wortham okay No,
8: it's both at the Vilka Hall at the Hobby Center. Which
2: is more uh, intimate?
8: Yes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes, absolutely.
2: Right. Well, Radhika, thank you so much. Look forward to it to uh, attending one of these shows. Uh, We look forward to having these artists on our show. So, if you can arrange that, that would be great.
8: No one
3: show. Jawahar, you have to come to both. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to come to both, for <laughs> thank sure. Thank <laughs> you. And
5: all of you. Yes, yes we'll thank you.
2: Look, look forward to that. Sure. And, uh, yes. and if you, uh, for people who just tuned in or if they're just trying to figure out how to do this, you can go to uh, the IAAUston.org uh, website. To get the tickets and so on and also you can call 832-315-6586 to to do the same there's also a, a qr code that if you can go on you can actually get into the lineup and buy get your tickets
8: yes
2: thank you so much radhika really appreciate it and uh, thank
8: you yes. guys thank you so much for having me on the air on behalf of iaa um, and look forward to seeing you all yes, the, the
2: first show, once again, is by Raul Sharma. It's called Sounds of the Himalayas. I'm already thinking Sounds of the Himalayas. How about Snows of the
8: Himalayas? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, that
4: would be nice. <laughs> right, so we talked
2: about snows from Canada just a little while ago. Uh, mm-hmm.
6: Absolutely. Like Anything now, about the
4: Himalayas is welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly
8: now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
4: <laughs>
2: Once again, yeah. folks, you're talking to Indo-American Associations, Radhika mm-hmm. Day. Yeah. She's, Two
3: exciting she... concerts coming up. One on Friday, September 8th, Sounds of the Himalayas. It's a tribute to Santur Maestro Pandit Shiv Sharma. And it'll be presented by his son, Maestro Rahul Sharma with Frank Martin on the keyboard and Aditya Kalyanpur on the tabla. And the next one that we'll be really looking forward to is Classical Reimagined by Anirudh Verma Collective. Both, uh, and that's on Friday, September 29th. And he's from Delhi. Yeah, and both of these yes, shows will Delhi. be held at the Zilka Hall Hobby Center.
2: Right. All right. Thank you once again and give our very best to the vacationing Sheetal Bedi.
3: Yes, we will. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Looking forward to the shows.
4: Thanks, Radhika. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You You know, I have to admit my ignorance. I didn't know anything about these programs.
3: Oh, well, you can come and educate yourself. Yeah, I will. Because Santur is a very, what should I say, soothing, pleasant-sounding instrument. And Mm -hmm. it really, like, you know... It works on you and, you know, it transcends you into a different zone. My, so, my family. I've heard only
4: Shiv Kumar Sharma. I haven't heard too many other people. I'm very arts challenged. Uh. So my family complains about it. This is an intro maybe. So
2: you should not be in the current affairs quiz then because we have some arts related questions. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to give me like in golf a handicap of about five answers for me to win.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, we're going to let you go for a few seconds while we go to a commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be doing our our last segment of Indo American News Radio. So don't go away. This is Jawahar. And with Sinchali and Sridhar, we'll be right back.
1: Indo American News Radio.
3: India News.
1: US News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to
3: 6 p.m. On
6: Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramone. Indo American News Radio.
0: let the love shine forever diamond engagement rings by maharaja jewelers
1: 5821
0: Hillcroft craft 7137845673 maharaja bringing diamonds to life Into American
2: News. Welcome back, folks. This is it, once again our last twenty minutes of the show for this frying, this frying Saturday afternoon. And if you haven't fried any eggs outside, you should try them right now. But I have a news story for you that I wanted to share. This is this is this before Sanchali and Sridhar, they go into movies and cricket and everything else. But the news story I have to share is so unbelievable. you You will not want to miss it. Okay. In Indonesia, there was the 2023 Miss Universe pageant, and it turned to nightmare when the contestants were forced to undergo body checks in front of local organizers. Oh, my goodness. And seven contestants have filed complaints with the police accusing the organizers of sexual harassment. During the tw- July 29th to August 3rd th- Miss Universe Indonesia contest in the capital of Jakarta, the contestants were told to strip through their underwear for body checks for scars or cellulite. The checks took place at the downtown Seri Pacific Hotel where the, con- the contest was held, with about two dozen people present, including men. Five of the contestants said they were then fo- uh, photographed topless, according to the lawyer. After news of the body checks leaked out, the Miss Universe organization cuts it, cut its ties with the Indonesian franchise. Can you believe this?
4: Wow. Unbelievable. That's a disgrace.
2: Wasn't the Miss Universe contest somehow related to Donald Trump?
4: They should file a lawsuits
3: and uh, uh, sue these people. Well,
2: I'm sure they will, but it's just so...
5: Uh, so, b- ins- so insane, insane that they yeah. do this. So
3: disgraceful, so insulting, so demeaning. Yeah, demeaning, yeah. Oh. what a disgrace!
2: And uh, I, I mean, re- they
3: anyway wear b- bikinis. I mean, what more body check do you yeah. want to do? You know? There you go. They hardly wear
4: anything.
2: Well, this is Indonesia in Indonesia yeah, it's a yeah, Muslim Islamic country, Nation. so they don't yeah. do the… So,
4: was this based on that? Because they were checking, you said, for cellulite, right?
2: Cellulite and body scars.
3: Yeah, but they… It's got nothing so to do with the They can wear religion. a bikini. Yeah. Why do they have to have a… But in, I don't think in tablets.
2: Indonesia they let them do the bikini part. I think but a, there
3: were men in there. I mean, that is also no,
4: not allowed in Islam. But but this is the opposite of oh. it. When you you're talking about an
3: Islamic nation and there are men in there where the women are stripping, what are you talking about? Anyway. No, that's true. That's yeah, true. yeah. I mean, it, it, nothing can you know justify this at all.
2: And uh, jumping uh, totally on the other side of the of the, the room, it's in print. Houston's Margaret Root. Brown Reading Series returns on August the twenty-first at Imprint, which is uh, located uh, in in the Midtown area. So, guess who's going to be here? The twenty twenty-three twenty twenty 2020 to twenty twenty-one season had two virtual visitors, who will now appear in person this year. Viet Thanh Gwen on October thirtieth, and. Jumpa Leri on October
5: 15.
2: Mm. Jumpa Leri Jumpa Lahiri. Jhumpa lahiri.
5: Yeah.
2: Okay, Jumpa. I call her Jumpa. Jumpa Lahiri. Jumpa Lahiri. Okay, Jumpa Lary. Yeah.
3: Not Lahiri, Lahidi. <laughs> okay, 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 okay.
2: I'm like, who, what, where? She, f- she first drew attention for her short stories. She has a new collection called Roman Stories, f- which she wrote in Italian. And translate it into English.
3: Wow, that's something.
2: She will in, discuss the book with Italian novelist Andrea Baggiani. Uh, and th- this will be, Jumpa's uh, event will be $30 a piece, in which she'll include a signed copy of Roman stores, Stories. So, we hope to have her on the show. Who knows?
3: Jumpa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be so wonderful. On, I can talk on, to. Okay. Um,
4: on on the other extreme if i'm allowed to talk about technologies
2: yes please do
4: i was really impressed when i saw that in india they've used 3d printing technology to build Build a a new home post office a
2: post office or a home
4: Uh, it was a post office okay
2: for 45 days 45 days right now
4: talk about in my mind this things like this will change uh, the habitation uh, and the resident residential requirements of the the uh, folks who can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. In the 60s agriculture was a big problem. Now the whole world is almost self-sufficient with food. Yeah. I think housing may be the next one with technologies like this they've helping bu- out. They've
2: built they printed they built printed houses in many parts of the world. Uh, the Middle East for example in 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 Dubai they've actually built a couple So, yeah, the technology is widespread.
4: And hopefully it becomes so well commoditized that the lower income strata of the society in most parts of the world can afford to have good housing.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sanchali, what are you doing?
3: No, I was trying to see. I'm forgetting people's names. (laughs) No, no, but about (laughs) movies and sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are so many movies to talk about. So, there are several movies showing at AMC right now. Mm-hmm. of indian origin
2: tell us tell us more pray so tell
3: there is goomer goomer movie review it's got a very good rating mm-hmm. and it's directed by r Balki, who makes good movies
2: and he was on K- KBC, KBC, last kbc last night, night.
3: yes with uh, the main stars of the movie amitabh bachchan Abhishe- uh, amitabh bachchan is of course the show but he's also in the movie and his son abhishek is in the movie he plays the lead the lead role of the guru and then sayami Kher, she and then chabana asmi is also in it so um this is about um, like cricket it it, uh, it it revolves around cricket so mm. cricket lovers will definitely you know i haven't seen it yet there are very few uh, shows at the amc uh, Sugarland, but I saw in Katie Mills they have several shows of this movie so whoever lives in that area you can you know avail and go see this movie the yeah. other two movies that are uh, two or three movies that are showing at AMC one is OMG 2 that has also got a very very uh, good review uh, what I'm reading is that uh, uh, it's actually in our uh, newspaper this week and, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's got Akshay Kumar, it's got, uh, Yami yummy Gautam and, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, this is like a second edition when the OMG one was done earlier. This was is that OMG two.
4: OMG one, was that Paresh Rawls, uh, insurance thing? Or?
3: Uh, I haven't seen it actually, okay. I, that may be a different movie that you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Then there is another movie called nonstop Dhamal. So that also has a bizarre plot line and, uh, That's another movie, but that's not showing at the theaters. The other movie that is showing at the theaters, oh, there is another one which is on Netflix. It's called Guns and Gulabs, and it's a low-stakes comic thriller. So that springs to life like intermittently. And there is, uh, of course, Jailer, Rajnikanth, Rajnikanth? and everyone's raving about it. It's got like a 9 out of 10 rating. People are coming out of the movie and they want to go back. People want to see it 9 or 10 times because Rajnikanth has come back to the big screen after a long time. And they're saying he's 72 years old. Who would have ever guessed? And it's like a thriller. So you know there's a lot of action. It's in Tamil, but of course, you know, you can watch it with subtitles. that's showing at the theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gather two. Gother, yeah, yes, go ahead. Tell no, us.
4: Gather two is a Sunny Dule coming back after what? Two uh, decades. Yes, maybe?
3: the same Amisha Patel, same same co-star, and they were on the Kapil Sharma show, so I saw them over there. Yes. So tell us, you know anything about? No,
4: it? I, I just heard it on the Telugu program before us, where he was raving about it. Right, right, the audiences right. Audiences are liking it. Yes. And talking about the Kapil Sharma show, the, yes. uh, a, a recent edition was with uh, Moshmi Chatterjee. Oh, that has been a while now already. Well, is it like oh, three months
3: ago, right? Uh, Moshmi was on it like at the very end of his season because he's traveling to the US. He's coming here with his troop, uh, Kapil Sharma. So that was like the last so episode or something. Behind, and it I was guess. just Moshmi, Moshmi oh, all the she way. She wouldn't let anyone <laughs> talk. Uh, who was the lady who came with her? Reena Roy. Roy. She didn't even let Reena <laughs> Roy open her mouth. And Reena Roy knew it. She's like, let her do all the talking. But Moushmi, I thought, did a fantastic put, job. Yeah, she put Kapil in his place. And uh, yeah, Kapil, 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 was <laughs> yes, the Kapil was dumbfounded. Yes, Kapil was dumbfounded. And his
4: co-stars too. None of them could yeah, match yeah, up yeah, to Moushmi. They,
3: they, they were totally dumbstruck. They couldn't handle her at all. Very quick on her feet. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, there are several movies. Oh, I saw, um, uh, what is it? Uh, The series, and it's wonderful. Um, Oh, I went and saw this movie. Uh, It's called um, The Sound of Freedom. And it's about child trafficking, very morose subject, but very enlightening. It seems uh, cases of child trafficking, and the biggest consumer is the US, they've gone up like 500,000 fold or something. It's like an an astronomical number. And uh, it shows the journey of this young brother and sister who get kidnapped from um, Honduras. Then how they're taken to Colombia. They show uh, Cartagena. They show um, the other place in uh, Colombia. What's the capital of Colombia? Bogota. 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 They show Bogota. And then uh, they trace all these people, the way they are transported from one place and then to the mountains of Colombia where all these rebels are and they're making cocaine and they have, you know, they're totally cut off from the main society. Wow. And where all these young kids are, you know, landing up and there's the, it's based on a true, uh, true, true stories, story. true incidents. So there was this cop in California. He worked for the immigration... Uh, what is mm-hmm. it called uh, the new yeah. the no. new uh, service which uh, so he he works for them and he takes it upon himself he sees some videos and then he tries to find the perpetrators and then he you know Uh, follows them back into the jail, gets all the information and actually goes himself and risks his life and how he rescues these kids and then how he makes it his mission and then they give statistics as to how many kids he has rescued. But it is such a gigantic astronomical number. It's like, you know, a drop in the ocean, what he has done. done, And it's more about enlightening people and the director is making another movie. I just saw the trailer. So he's done some very good you know thought-provoking movies, movies and it's yeah. Uh, yeah if you are actually into looking into social causes and stuff it's definitely worth, it's worth watching. watching yes sound of freedom i read oh made in heaven made in heaven is the series which is on amazon prime the first uh, uh, episodes were season one was in 2019 And it's about a couple of wedding planners and each episode is a different wedding. And at hmm. every wedding, they are dealing with a social issue. Issue, And it's awesome. It's very good. the The acting is, I binge watched it. The first season, the episodes were like forty-five minutes or so long. But the second season, the episodes are an hour, more than an hour. Mm. So it took me a long time to so, finish watching them. But it's definitely, ta- definitely talking about binge definitely,
4: watching. definitely worth watching. Talking about binge watching, you might have both seen it. I've some one friend of mine asked me to watch Suits. Okay. Oh my God! In in last four weeks, I've finished seven. Seasons. Oh my goodness! And my wife is like, "What's wrong?" Well, you've <laughs> never seen me go this berserk. Have you seen suits? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. It is a fascinating, like LA Confidential. I guess a law. Okay, firm kind of okay, thing. okay, okay, okay. It, it's amazing.
2: No, I have not. But uh, uh, all of this means that there's more opportunities for people to go. And Ooh,
3: there's too much going on at the movies. But but yeah. one
2: one thing we must not forget is that folks. Uh, Indian Independence Day celebrations on Sunday.
3: Yes, day after tomorrow. By, uh, no, they, tomorrow, they, tomorrow. Tomorrow, they tomorrow. They're organized
2: by the ICC yeah. and at the Stafford Civic Center in on Cash Road. So Where it from used to one, be. One, yeah. two, 1 to 7 o'clock. And Sonu, Sonu is going to be the chief guest. guest. Yeah. Um, and so it, it promises to be a lot of fun. And the, people, the organizers have been putting hard work into it for years mm. and years yes. now.
3: And it's totally free, there's a lot of entertainment, a lot of food.
2: The food is not free?
3: No, food you have to buy, food but there's available food available, food purchase, food. yeah. Right, So,
2: and, and if you're lucky, you can see Sridhar myself and... and <laughs> And, Sanchali.
3: and nah, we are nothing, we, they should they'll get to see Sonu Sood. So <laughs> that's that's will probably that'll excite them more. But, but
2: but you know, we have our own, own Sonu Sood
5: moments, right?
3: Right? <laughs> so, about cricket, India lost the T20 series to West, West Indies, Indies I which found yeah. concluded the song. okay, yes. And the uh, now India is playing Ireland in a mini T20 series, and the first match. India won Run by, by the, two runs or by the DSL by DL, method. Yeah. method. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was.
4: It's come to that
3: now. Right. Winning against tomorrow Ireland is a victory. Tomorrow <laughs> is the next match, and of course, tomorrow at 5 a.m. is the big, big women's, women's World Club. Cup soccer
4: I, I almost feel the Indian team now. The more I think about it, there's so much money in IPL and everything. They probably are losing the appetite to win in the real country matches. I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it's meaningless. What am I fighting for when I get a lot of, more uh, money, money Yeah, just like, playing yeah. IPL? Yes. That, that fire is not they there. They need
2: to like. immigrate to Canada. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and now there
3: are so many different... I saw another mini-series that's being held here uh-huh. in the US. It's T10. And it has all the you know semi-retired players. Yeah. I saw Robin Utapah, Suresh Raina, Chris Gale and all those people. So they are playing another series here in the US and it's at Fort Lauderdale. So it's too much cricket going on all over. And now we have like Team A, Team B, Team C, Team D. And then the semi-retired ones, it's like
2: never ending. Okay, you
3: have the song by
2: Robbie Robertson, who uh, passed away this week. He was a Native American from Canada and he actually played in this group called The Band back in the 80s. And he made some beautiful music to, to highlight the, the music and culture of the Native Americans. And if you know the history of Native Americans in this country, you know they've been betrayed mm-hmm. left and right for centuries. So I'm going to play this there's song. A, there's out
3: a of, movie coming out. About I'm
2: going to play this song in memory of Robbie, Robbie Robertson, one of my favorites. But, uh, and with that, folks, I'm going to say adios
3: so am i bye for now sanchali (laughs) signing off and sridhar